Welcome to the Dream Home Movement. This is our last episode for 2018. <laughs> now you are here with myself, Joe Violetta from Violetta Finance, and my co-host with the mostest. <laughs> that doesn't rhyme. I wanted it to rhyme. Uh, Tara Vandal. with the most. Tara Vandal. <laughs> from Building Dreams Group and Janice Dunn Real Estate. How are you tonight, Tara? It is fantastic to be here. Um, I am rocking the end of 2018 for as long as it's around. Um, And I'm excited about next year. Me too. I'm very excited about 2019. We've already started working on our guest schedule and we have some brilliant guests lined up for you. Some new, some returning guests. It's going to be huge and fabulous. Now tonight being our very last episode for 2018, we are going to do something a little bit different. And what we're doing tonight is we are going to reflect back on the past 12 months because just last week we had our 12 month broadcasting anniversary. We did. did. What a big year, (laughs) Jo. It's been a huge year. I actually listened back to our very first episode today. Yep. (laughs) cringeworthy <laughs> but you know you got to start somewhere no, I actually I, I actually love keeping a record of evolution yeah so I think it's really important to keep those archives and to look back on how you've improved and for others to be able to look back and see how we've sort of improved and how the Absolutely. show has evolved but I've got to tell you I've learned so much this year Tara I truly have and I'm excited to reflect back and explore some of the things that we've learned from our guests this year because I'll tell you what mm. we have the highest quality guests on this show Don't we we, we do we, we do yeah we it's- have the peninsula's best and finest when it comes to anything to do with dream homes and lifestyle and a few people not on the peninsula who are carefully selected and we'll let them in (laughs) temporarily. Absolutely. (laughs) It, It just goes to show you the talent we have on the peninsula here. We do. We certainly do. And one thing that I learned about this year was definitely that peninsula aesthetic. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the peninsula aesthetic, we've we've spoken to several designers in our community um, and, yeah, building designers as well as um, interior designers, bathroom designers, Mm. every sort of designer you could think of. (laughs) Um, And two two shows that really stood out for me was with Julie Bible when she was from Nicholas design and she was talking about bathrooms she was so maybe uh, and the other episode sorry Tom. oh absolutely and then we had scott and nadia and mm-hmm. they were also talking about the peninsula aesthetic as well and what's trendy in peninsula homes right now yes well let's let's go back in our time machine and revisit first of all we'll revisit the episode with julie so this is something we haven't done before i'm gonna i hope it works fingers crossed here we go going back in our time machine to our episode with julie so when you're not doing upholstery and all that fabulous stuff your focus is bathrooms at the moment and i've seen your bathrooms they are just fabulous so tell me what trends are you seeing in bathrooms at the moment well i've been doing them for about three years now Mm. I started with my own place Mm. and then I started to help a few friends with their interiors on the whole as well so I usually Mm. had a soft focus and now I'm doing hard surfaces in the bathrooms as well Mm. so the trends mainly for me are um, obviously different colored tapware yes and um, solid timber everyone likes a a large piece of mess mate vanity or you know a nice timber stool it's funny you say that because in the Building Dreams um, Facebook group that I run, anytime someone puts a timber vanity, yes. it's just the internet melts down. <laughs> There's like 70, 80 comments on a timber vanity. You we know? put them everywhere because everyone likes that sort of more organic feel. I yeah. think it's it pairs with the greenery in everyone's house as well. Yeah. That I'm seeing that I didn't see 15 years ago and now you have plants everywhere in your yep. house with natural timbers yeah why didn't we have plants before i wonder i think we had them, my mother had them <laughs> yes and then for some reason in the 80s i don't know why we didn't ha- they disappeared they didn't did, they? they did i think yeah. some people thought they were dirty or something i don't know messy or oh, maybe there was just too many dead ones <laughs> <laughs> it would be in my house sure yeah <laughs> 
Okay, so that was a, li- a little snippet from our episode with Julie. Gosh, I enjoyed hanging out with her, didn't you, Tara? Yeah, she was, it was definitely one of our funnest episodes with Julie. She's just got so many really good creative ideas and practical experience. You know, she's a mother of four. Herself, yeah, no, she's got four, four, te- four. They're, they're now young adults, but um, so she's lived in, you know, she, she, she's 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 had all sorts of different families she's designed for, and has a lot of a, of sort of a, a really good range of ideas to, yeah, make make homes fit a family. And one of the trends that she mentioned there was timber. Absolutely. And timber is really huge on the on the peninsula. Oh, absolutely. It's it's part of the peninsula aesthetic. So greenery. Yes. Um, because we've got a lot of greenery out outdoors. We're blessed with all that beautiful nature. Mm. So to bring, you know, green from outside inside makes a huge difference. Um, and the more sort of natural finishes like the timbers the stones, mm. um, the marbles, and sometimes even a bit of rammed earth, which is really quite becoming a bit vogue right now, isn't it? It is, it is. Well, let's continue on with that timber theme. Mm. And uh, Nadia from SNN Designs yes. had an interesting take on timber and mentioned a new, a new trend around timber. So let's have a listen to that. We're starting to see a lot of trends coming back in with plywood. Oh, really? So people putting plywood on their ceilings to create ambience in their house and a bit of warmth in their house, which is great, but get a trade to do it. Okay, so plywood. I was... was Surprised when I heard that. Mm, so, so look, ceilings is for, for a very long time we've just done the white plaster ceilings, mm. and now to sort of add in a bit more of an earthy finish to um, houses and make that little bit more of a special feature, we're we're we're, we're seeing timber ceilings coming back in in all different shapes and forms. So sometimes we've got. Um, you know, like panelled timber ceilings, which are painted white. Sometimes we've got them in cedar and even plywood is a really interesting finish as well. So it's just looking at that other surface of the house and adding a bit of pizzazz to it, um, especially if you've got one of these situations where you've got high ceilings, it really sort of dry, draws your eye up there yeah. and helps you really appreciate that architectural feature. Yeah, beautiful and, and warm. And mm. I remember we were chatting with Alastair from Dr. Retro. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. And he was talking about how he quite likes, if you've got that wood panelling on your ceiling, yeah. to leave it its natural colour. Oh, you so have to. You so have to. I mean, I do see people paint it white. Um, and look, in some contexts, that can look okay. But you've got to remember that... Um, you know, these houses have designed been designed to be complementary. So you might have some brick, you might have some stone mm. and you might have the timber ceiling. And so they're all natural colours and they've been designed to go together. Yes. So if you go and just paint the ceiling white, all of a sudden it's going to stand out and not fit in with the rest of the scheme. You need to paint the whole house white. Well, that's correct. That's a big job. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, you do have to sort of be a bit um, careful with what you do there. Now, before... Earlier you mentioned rammed earth walls. Yes, very trendy. They are. After the break, we will explore those more. Welcome back to the Dream Home Movement, only here on FM. Take me home tonight. I just want to show you the true light. Light me up and make me feel Welcome back, everybody. You are on the Dream Home Movement, and we are doing the highlights of 2018, the year that was, here on the Dream Home Movement. One of the big things that we've talked a lot about is um, houses and sustainability and how we can live in our dream homes in a way that um, doesn't hurt the environment or is more sympathetic to the environment. Now, one of the experts on this topic was Philip Harris from Tropo. Um, design, which is mm. one of the architectural design firms in Australia, if not internationally renowned. Um, that was a really interesting episode, wasn't it, Joe? It was. Phil was really fascinating. We were super lucky to we have him. We were a bit starstruck, the... weren't we? We were. So I think he was in Cairns yeah. when we spoke to him. So we are going to play a snippet from the show in just a moment, but it will be the audio won't be as crisp as what our audio usually is. And I hope you'll forgive us. And that's because he was in Cairns. But he is a professor. Pro- 
professor, professor yeah. of architecture in um, at the University of Adelaide, I believe it is. Yep. It's a university in Adelaide. And he's also one of the most highly awarded architects in Australia. Mm. And he was involved in the Ecopod project yes. right here on Point Nepean. And that's how we met him. We were actually introduced to Phil by previous guest Andrea Rowe. Absolutely. Now Andrea was our guest on our second episode. Ever, that's correct. That's correct. So it was really interesting what Philip was talking about with um, homes and how just the simple act of positioning them Mm. in a sympathetic way to take advantage of the light. Yes. um, And the natural um, effects. Yeah, how how that can A, be a much more comfortable home to live Mm. in and also a lot more energy efficient home to live in. Yeah, that was something that I learned. That was something that was very new new for me was learning about how positioning your home on your block, how Mm. where you have your trees, perhaps having a veranda. Yep. Thermal mass, we explained yeah, thermal th- mass thermal, to Jerry. Thermal mass, I learned what thermal mass is and learned about natural ways you can use your environment to cool your house mm. and reduce on, on those um, power costs. Now, back to Andrea Rowe for a moment because mm. this kind of links, this does link back to reducing your power costs. Absolutely. The reason we have had Andrea on the show is not only is she fabulous and I hope you're listening Andrea but Andrea was in the midst of building her beautiful new dream home right here on St Andrew's beach I know and um, she's completed the home now but what was really fascinating about her home is it was created it has been created to be sympathetic with the environment yes and it features rammed earth walls so we actually spoke to Phil about rammed earth walls and he was quite excited about rammed, rammed earth walls so let's have a listen to what Phil has to say about rammed earth walls (laughs) <laughs> well, yes, the rammed earth's wonderful. It's a low embodied, almost as low embodied energy material as you can have. Yeah, rammed yeah. earth and timber are, are just wonderful. There's no mm. energy that goes into their manufacture. Yeah, and mm. rammed earth, particularly if it's taken from the site, has you know at least the transport miles involved. Yeah. But it also has this, well, sight of being incredibly beautiful mm. <laughs> and changes with the, the light because mm. it's got a texture about it. But aside from those things, it, it has an incredible thermal mass. Yes. So used in the right way, you can balance out between the day and the night. So yes. in places where there's a reasonable temperature variation from day to night, like inland Australia as well as down where you are, Mm. Um, it's a great material to use. It has problems like in the tropical north because we don't get much temperature variation here. and oh, um, just becomes a hot uh, box. Yeah. You want to be able to give up all that heat at night to make mm. the best small temperature variation there is. Anyway, down south, so the problem at the minute is that, believe it or not, uh, under the current building code energy efficiency provisions, earth buildings are militated again. Um, because um, it's the weirdest thing. Um, so people are building these incredibly happy homes that work exactly as you've described mm. uh, how Andrea's worked, and they will not get uh, ready approval through uh, the um, building approval process. So the issue, the issue is really crazy. So the, mm. these days, the answer that is supported and gets the quickest tick is a, is a sealed air-conditioned box. And the, the strategy is that um, if you make that box really well sealed, you don't need to use your air-conditioner for as many hours a day as you would otherwise. But it's like... Um, <laughs> asking, it's weird. Like a, you're trying to pass a, a rammed earth house through that uh, process is a bit like um, uh, trying to ask... a someone with a, a sailing boat as to um, how they can go about saving on the power cost of their engine. But, hey, mate, it hasn't got an engine. Yeah. <laughs> it actually has all many fuel. Yeah, it's like you don't understand. <laughs> you know, but, yeah, so we're getting to this ridiculous zone. So that was really interesting um, with Philip Harris from Tropo Design talking about, yeah, how homes can be that little bit more sympathetic with the environment mm. and easier to live in. But onto the topic of um, eco-living, mm. we had Jack Semler from um, Herons, Heronswood um, Estate here in Dramana um, 
talk to us about eco-gardening and veggie patches and sustainability in that sort of sense. So yeah, in the landscape sort of setting, yeah. Jack was brilliant. She is an absolute wealth of knowledge. Heron's wood. Yeah, Heron's wood. <laughs> uh, she was an absolute wealth of knowledge when it came to when it comes to gardens in in general. She's passionate yes. about gardens. Oh, very much. Like so. We said to her, we asked our signature and food. And food yes. yes, we asked our signature question, which is, "What does the term dream home mean to you?" And she went straight <laughs> to the garden. She's like, "When I'm buying a house, I'm looking at the at the garden and what can I create in there." And the episode that we spoke to her in was season one, and it's called mm. "The Best Time to Plant Vegetables and Exploring the Diggers Club" with Jack Sam. Mm. And uh, so she inspired us to get stuck into our own veggie patches. Absolutely. Totally inspired us to get stuck in there and get the soil happening, get the microclimate happening, get plants happening and really sort of enjoying that part of the dream home experience is the garden. It's, it's the jewel of the crown, is it not? You know, it's, it's, it's where the adults go out to play. It is. (laughs) And what I've, what I learned from her is I'd I'd obviously heard of heirloom vegetables previously, Mm. but I didn't have a really deep understanding of the process involved. Yeah, to get an heirloom vegetable is quite a special thing. It's from generations. It is. Yeah. It it is. Passed from, you know, grandfather to son. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And at the Diggers Club at at Heronswood, Jack is actually, yeah, she's the seed manager of the seed library. So they've Kept carefully kept and preserved these heirlooms, heirloom seeds that go back generations and generations of in the vegetable family. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and it's beautiful, and it makes you like if you're eating heirloom vegetables, it, it makes them even sweeter and taste even better when you know there's that there's that level of history and care yeah. involved. And speaking to Jack, we learned a lot about living off the land, absolutely, and being at one with the land. Yes. And that reminds me of our episode with Beth. Oh, very much so. Yeah. So Beth Steidler, mm. she actually she's she's part of almost a dying trend. Yes, where um, the Mornington Peninsula was sort of seen as an agricultural sort of area. I think people forget that they always yeah. think of this uh, the peninsula as a coastal area, coastal playground. Yeah, but it there's it a, wasn't originally. Yeah, there's a huge farming background here as well. Absolutely. So her she's from a family that. Um, yeah, so she's from a family that grew up on the peninsula mm. doing that um, agricultural thing. Um, I think they had a farm back in the day yes. um, and she was living in, uh, I think it was Footscray of all places, yes. for quite a few years there. And when she started her own family, she wanted to get back to that, her mm. agricultural roots here on the Mornington Peninsula. So she's quite talented in the fact that she set up her own little hobby farm and she yes. shared all her um, experiences about running a hobby farm, which is actually a lot more complex than I gave it credit for. Yes, and I think that's another. That was a learning for both yes. of us from that episode. It's not just making a bit of goat's cheese. No, there's, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot involved yeah, in running a hobby it's farming, farm, but on a, a smaller scale. But yeah. it's, it's actually quite labour intensive, all like, consuming. Absolutely, it sounds like yeah that that um, it would probably take as much time to run you know her five acres as it would a hundred. Really, it, it sounds like it, it sounds like it. So what was really interesting about Beth, and if anyone's listening and they haven't picked up on this podcast episode already, is she's set up a Facebook group here on the mm. peninsula called, um, what is it, Mornington Peninsula Hobby Farmers? I'll, I'll I think just, it's, yeah, I think it's yeah. Mornington Peninsula Hobby Farmers. I'll double check in the show notes. And they are such a wealth of knowledge. Just yeah. like my Buildings Dreams group is, is there for you with your renovating and your building project. Um, Beth's group, Mornington Peninsula Hobby Farmers, that's where you're going to get all that sort of agricultural information. What do you do with your chickens? What do you mm. do with your goats? Um, where do you get the best fencing from? Um, is there someone who you can lend some hay off? You know, all that really important networking and community that you need if you want to, um, yeah, do something cool on the peninsula. That's so true. And it, you're right, it is Mornington Peninsula Hobby Farm. Yeah. That's the group I just checked. And what I also learned and, and found quite interesting was that you need a support group that's specific to your region. You do. Because... The localness makes such a big thing. Well, Same yes. with the building dreams. Because yeah. she was saying, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll say, what's this bit of grass here and take a photo of it mm. and it'll be you, sort of quite unique to your Region, area absolutely and then others will get on and go oh yeah I've had that in my you know in my yeah. 
farm, a my farm, or even similar to your group, the yeah. Building Dreams group, like the, the suppliers. Yeah, all that style of architecture, like we've yeah. got fantastic mid-century architecture down mm. here so we can if you're renovating a mid-century house you can swap you know bits and pieces with other people who've got mid-century homes mm. you can swap tiles or timber or whatever it is that you need a bit of um cedar paneling um but yeah the trades because yeah. they're local as yeah. well so yeah you just can't get that in a in a, a group that services a larger area that's right so Big trend, sustainability. Absolutely. And community. Community living off the land. Oh, before we go to a break, that reminds me. Ooh. Thinking of Beth's Hobby Farm. Yes. Reminds me of the episode where we met Christine. Yes, that from was From Suburban Chooks. Wasn't the Chooks blew my mind. They did. Now, what did you learn? I know what I learned during that episode. <laughs> what did you learn? I learned that chickens are a big thing on Pinterest. <laughs> yes. Chickens are... Yeah, I learned that there's a whole chicken owner subculture. There is a chicken owner subculture where people are making these really fancy hatches and, you Mm. know, little houses for their chickens, you know. Like there's definitely people who love their dogs and there's people who love their chickens as well. There are. And I I learned where eggs come from. (laughs) Seriously, I didn't quite understand the the process, but I get it now and I understand why you don't have to have a rooster. So that's an embarrassing thing that that I learned. That's a very comprehensive podcast, that one. If if you're thinking about getting a few chooks over the summer break, Mm. Listen to that podcast because yes. there's not not a lot there that you don't need to know if oh. you want to set up your own little um your little chicken coop. Yeah, we covered it all. We covered how to set it up, yep. the the cost, the tips, the mistakes, everything. everything. So that's in season two, and that one is that episode is called "Setting Up a Chicken Coop with Christine." Dinus. I called her Christina before. Apologies if you're listening, Christine. <laughs> it's Christine, not Christina. Christine. All right, let's go to a break. And when we come back, we will share some more learnings from the last 12 months. I think we might talk about preparing your property for sale. Yeah, why not? Let's do it. All right. See you on the other side. Welcome back to the Dream Home Movement, only here on RPPFM. Take me home tonight. Welcome back to the Dream Home Movement. You are listening to our last show for 2018, our wrap-up of 2018, where we share some of our learnings from these past shows. Now, if you're listening and you're a past guest and we haven't mentioned you or we don't mention you, (laughs) it doesn't mean that you're not a highlight. We love you. It's just that we're super time crunched. (laughs) So we're just sort of, uh, we've got some themes that we've assembled. That's right. And we're fitting some of our beloved guests into those themes, but we still adore you. One of the themes that we sort of spoke about quite a bit throughout the year mm. and something that's of real interest to our audience is how to prepare your property for sale. Now, I know this is something that you're all yeah. over, Tara. I'll talk to you about it in a moment. First up, though, we're going to listen to what, what one of our guests have to say about, had to say, I should say, mm. about preparing your property for sale. It's Claudia from the Renovate a- Avenue. So let's listen in now in mm. the time machine. Blah, blah, blah. Having a flow, so starting from your entrance, having the wow factor from, yes. from the front door, from, from your driveway gate mm. to the front door, and having that flow to the outside if you do have a backyard as well, yeah. um, ha- having something that works together quite well and styled, decluttering. The first thing you're going to do is declutter, mm. so make sure oh, yeah. you have stuff Ugh. all over the place. Mm. Um, keep it clean and simple. Mm. Make sure there's a natural light in there as well. Oh, yeah. And... You know, anything you can style in, in your property will make such an impact on oh, yes. prospective buyers. And mm. um, so blinds, curtains, light mm. fittings, things like that. Um, it's the little things, isn't little it? Things that matter. Make yeah. a huge difference. It makes a huge difference mm. yeah, because, you know, you want people to give you that emotional price, don't exactly. you? Mm. The exactly. one that's not quite based on logic. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. And, yeah, for people to fall in love, it needs that extra mm. bit of wow. I really like what you were saying about starting mm. from the front curve. Yeah. Yeah, and definitely. working in woods. Curb appeal is, yeah. is big. Yeah, people yep. forget about curb appeal. It's a first impressions count. So when your prospective buyer comes up to the house, and if it doesn't look if it doesn't look neat and tidy, yep. um, yeah, it's not going to make a good impact on them and, and yourself. So yep. yeah, yeah, it's important. So curb appeal. 
Absolutely. And having a good flow throughout the house and some smart styling. And a bit of wow. Everyone wants a bit bit of excitement in there. They do. Absolutely. I think also um, a few things, so I agree with everything that Claudia said there. Mm. Um, a few other things that sort of get people emotional about a house. Mm. Okay, here in the peninsula, it's definitely important to have some sort of lifestyle factor to it. So yes. that usually happens outdoors. Yes. Um, so you either want a really sort of fun, outdoor eating area um, that's a must maybe a deck maybe a pool um, anything that you can have that's outdoors and fun and exciting that you couldn't have closer to the city is a huge selling factor so the outdoors lifestyle is a big thing um, and styling for it so you might put um, a beach towel out there a beach ball Mm. Um, you might have um, you know I don't know some some something the table set out up nicely out there or just some really appealing furniture that's really important the other thing that I think is really um, worth thinking about is also all the senses like smell Yes. Smells such a big thing. Now, that's something we learnt from Ebony from Red Hill Candle Co. Absolutely. Absolutely. The smell, the atmosphere. So, sound as well. So, a bit of music is Mm -hmm. always really good. So, if the music is going, if it's smelling really gorgeous, if everything's flowing really well, then you do get that emotional reaction to your property. And, um, yeah, you can get um, a buyer to pay an emotional price, one that's not based on logic, which is what you want. You want people to go that extra yard and pay that little bit more not metallica don't play metallica <laughs> no that's not i, I quite that's like the wrong metallica, sort of emotion yeah that's the wrong sort of like bye bye angry <laughs> but you're you're real you're, you're what i've learned in the last 12 months from you is you are very big on emotion when it mm. comes to buying and selling absolutely and we're so governed by emotions we are as human beings we yeah. are and I've lost my train of thought, but the reason, ah, the I think that you you're so spot on with the lifestyle factor. Yeah. I got my train of my thought back. People move to the peninsula because they're looking for a, a particular lifestyle. You don't move to the peninsula because you want an ordinary life. You That's want right. a you're spectacular investing, life. You're yes. investing in your lifestyle. It's it's an investment in your lifestyle. It it's is. a lifestyle investment. So, you know, it's a choice that people make and. They're coming here for something a bit special. They need to see that investment. Yes. What is it going to be like if I live here? How do I live outdoors? Is there a pool for me to swim in? You know, is there a beautiful garden for me to run yeah. around in? Do I get to be around nature, natural um, Australian natives, mm. wildlife, birds, all those things that I couldn't necessarily experience closer to the city? That's that's so true. Mm. And dear listener, I've got to tell you, listen to this woman, Tara. She knows her stuff. <laughs> And I'll tell you why. So, Tara, you've sold many properties. I have. You sold one this year. Absolutely. One of my own. So, I've been developing my own properties for the last 10 years. Um, I've done townhouses, subdivisions, renovations of my own home. Um, I've done it mainly in... um, uh, you know, sort of bayside areas around Edithvale and Chelsea mm. and Aspendale. Um, and in the last um, half a decade, I've moved down here to the peninsula and started doing the dream home. Yes. <laughs> I was very much attracted by the dream home here. Um, and I've been developing beautiful homes down this end of the world too. Um, and I, so I do know a lot about that commercial aspect about property, about how to um, maximise the sale price, the return that mm. you get on your renovations and, and the building that you put into it. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm a bit, I'm a bit, I'm a bit thrifty and careful with my sort of my building budgets and my the, what I spend on properties because I want a good return. That's right. but And mm. you also understand it from the – what I, I think you've got a really holistic picture mm. of how to prepare your home for sale and how to sell your home for profit because you've got experience as a vendor. Yeah, that's right. But you also have experience in selling properties. That's right. So I've gone all the way from investor to developer – to sales as well Mm. so I've worked in real estate for a couple of years now it's been like a natural progression of my um, experience in property and yeah so I work in sales now I'm at Janice Dunn's Estate Agents which is um, we're in leafy Frankston South which is absolutely gorgeous place to be and um, it's really fantastic I just love being around particularly 
um, the homes in the, that area in mm. Mount Eliza, Frankston South, um, you know, even down on the peninsula, Mount Martha. They're just gorgeous homes. They are. And they just, they really excite me that they're, they're 100% what I'm into. So absolutely i've sort of found my place in the world <laughs> and i love i love following your projects because you're quite you, you're quite generous in sharing what's going on behind the scenes with your your projects and i also love following the gorgeous houses that you yeah. are selling. There was one that you just sold <laughs> that my husband and I, we, we were sitting down crunching our numbers. like How to buy it. Yeah, but we Everybody not, wanted that one because it, it was like the quintessential Mount Eliza Woodlands home. It we're was, not handy though. It was the, oh, look. It, it needed it, renovating. It attracted people who even weren't handy yeah. because of the emotion of it. The block was yes. just so special with, yes. with, with the natural light and everything. Everybody wanted it. So it ended ended up going for a million and fifty, which wow. is great for this market right mm. now. Um, and yeah, it went to a nice young couple who um, are uh, into house flipping themselves. So I'm excited about their journey as well. Oh, okay. I'm really glad it went to them then because I'd be very interesting to interested to see what ha- what happens to mm, it. Absolutely. I love following you on Instagram to look at your projects and that sort of stuff. Yeah. So if people want to have a look at what you're up to where can they where can they do that thank you joe so building dreams group if you look that up on instagram so building dreams group and you can see my projects you can see sometimes i share some of people in my community Mm. sometimes um local business stuff um just everything sort of mornington peninsula is right there when it when when it relates to houses and lifestyles mornington peninsula right there in building dreams group um also in our Facebook group, um, Building Dreams Mornington Peninsula, plenty of people are sharing their renovation stories there they too. Are. Yeah, I love it. Absolutely, I love it. And I and I like watching your stories on Instagram oh, thank as you. well. They're so fun. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> it's really cool. Now you mentioned investing. Absolutely. And look, we were chatting. We were chatting today on the phone because mm. talking on radio for a couple of hours every week just ain't enough. No, we need to talk about property <laughs> and houses all the time absolutely and we were both saying that we think yes 2019 is the year of the investor it's gotta be joe mm. it's gotta be 2019 is the year of the investor if you have been holding off investing in property oh my goodness now you have hit the christmas jackpot you have you have for a couple of reasons so reason number one and this is me putting my finance hat on mm. uh it, and i'm not it's in no preferential order but a reason for me is that last week APRA announced that they're lifting the cap on interest-only loans, Woo-hoo. and we spoke to Carl about that last week. So um, I'll share. Uh, I haven't got the audio yeah. for that yet, but we will. We'll, there'll be an episode. The episode will come out, and you'll be able to listen back to Absolutely. to that. But uh, that was a big change, and that's comes into place in January 1. So that's really good news for property investors. Yes. And another good reason would be that the market has softened a little bit. It definitely has, Joe. So the market has softened a little bit, um, which makes buying all that more competitive. Like, I mean, well, sorry, you can you can be you can get much better buyers now. Yes, yeah, yep. absolutely. So it's it's cooled a little bit. Great time to buy a development property. Mm. Those are the first to sort of cool it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So development properties go down. Um, Oh, it's just such a great time, especially to upgrade if you want to get into a more blue chip area. Yes. That this is the time to do it. So, mm. yeah, upgrade and because the price gap's just that little bit more affordable yes. now. So, um, absolutely, now is the year of the investor. It really is. And there's just some great properties that, you know, might have been $50,000 more expensive mm. only a few months ago. Um, and they still, yeah, they still present really great value, especially $50,000 at a $50,000 discount. Grab it while you can. Exactly. Grab it while oh, it's hot. I, I so agree. And look, there, a lot of people are talking about there being a credit crunch at the moment, mm. but if you have the right help, the right team behind you, yes. i.e. a really good mortgage broker, mm. they can help you navigate that that credit crunch. I think I know a good mortgage <laughs> broker. <laughs> so, Carl, who presents our finance segment, is a fabulous mortgage 
mortgage an award-winning an award-winning mortgage broker so yeah a good mortgage broker can help you navigate that credit crunch there's a common myth or a misconception that you need to be wealthy to get started with property investment. That is not correct. Mm. You do not need to be, you know, you don't need Kerry Packer style money. You no. don't need to be, you know, rolling in a, a bathtub filled with green. You need <laughs> the right, you need the right team behind you. So you, you need do. the right mortgage broker and you need the right plan and the right structure. And that is how you can get started. Now we actually spoke to, and I will share on our Facebook page, I'll pop it up there later on tonight or tomorrow morning. I'll pop on a bit of a video about why you don't need to be wealthy to get yeah. started with property investment. But we do have a snippet from past our past guests from Capital Edge. Yes. And they are sharing with us how to get started with property investment. So let's have a listen to that right now. I've got it all queued up. Here we go. So just to start off, maybe you could tell us some steps to buying your first investment property. So I think the main thing to look at is to actually think about your own individual situation. So have a, a really good look at what's going on in your life right now. That would be step one, to understand exactly where you are. Step two would then be to set some goals. And we've done a little bit of talking, obviously, in our friendship about uh, goal setting. So we tend to be fairly audacious with our goals and we encourage our clients and, and our friends and our network to be the same. And then the third step is to make sure that you're partnering with the right people. So that's where the security comes in, is getting excellent advice from all of all of the range of people that you're taking into your circle and that you're relying on to help you on your journey. Okay, that that makes perfect sense. I thought when you said partnering, I thought, oh, you have to have the right partner. (laughs) You're not marriage counsellors as well, eh? No. (laughs) So you get the right team happening. Look, I I talk to people about property all the time. What I find is people aren't sure if they can even, if they're in the right position to invest. What would you say is a good time to start? It's probably one of the questions we get a lot is, you know, what do I need to buy an investment property? The exciting thing about that is the obvious steps are, you know, you say you need $70,000, $80,000 cash or $250,000 in a super fund or $250,000 equity in your own home. But there's lots of other options apart from that. So we love sitting down with people and exploring their situation. You know, we need to understand what someone earns, what tax they pay, if they own a home, what equity they've got, what are their goals, what are they trying to achieve, is property right for them, do they have an appetite for property? Because property involves a lot of different things. You know, you've got to deal with real estate agents and rates and accountants and contracts. So if you can't sleep at night because your tenant's two weeks behind in their rent, then property mightn't be right for you. But the other thing we do with our clients is we've got a single mum at the moment who basically was saying, I live paycheck to paycheck and I could never buy an investment property. We sat down with her and found out after exploring it, her mum owned two properties outright. We got her in because she wanted to meet us and make sure we we're on the level and then ended up going guarantor for her. So in effect, our client's got a 104% loan with costs and her mum's guarantor with her property and hasn't actually physically had to put in any money for her daughter, but now she's on the path to creating wealth and, you know, really excited about it. Mm. So there are other options like that. You know, you might have a situation where siblings, one has great equity in their home, but, you know, doesn't earn much money. The other one has a high paying job and they can do a joint venture. So, Ah. and and also, you know, a lot of young people as well just want to get an idea in their head of, you know, what can we do? What do we need to do in the next two to three years to be able to get in a position to buy our first investment property? So that's what we really like doing. There's no wasted conversation. You know, we enjoy talking to everyone. That was such a fascinating episode, like a really high value episode. Absolutely. Yeah. For anyone who's thinking of getting into property investment. Yes. And uh, that was Amber and Jono that you were listening to from Capital Edge. I think they were right at the very start of season two of the podcast. So if you want to listen, you can always go to iTunes or go to the other places that we told you um, that that we shared with you and uh, you can can have a listen to that episode. Let's go right to the other end of the spectrum now mm. from property investment to first home buyers. Absolutely. First home ownership. It's such a big, big step in your life, isn't it? It is. And if 2019 is the year of the property investor, uh, in my opinion, 2018 was the year for of the first home buyer. Now, some people would argue that point with me because they would say, hey, Joe. Mm. 
property was so expensive in 2018 that um, it was unattainable for first home buyers. But again, with the right team and the right strategy and realistic expectations (laughs) of how you're going to enter the property market, it is possible for first home buyers to purchase. So some cool things that happened for first home buyers this in 2018, this year, was that in Victoria, because that's where we're broadcasting from, Mm. the state government introduced an exemption for first home buyers for stamp duty. Now, that does depend on the value of your property and a few other factors. Uh, If you're above a certain amount, which is $600,000 for the Mm. property, then you you can still get a – you may still be eligible for the first home buyer stamp duty concession. Yes. But that was introduced and that – ease a lot of pressure on first home buyers because stamp duty is a crazy expense and you you don't get anything you don't get any stamps or anything for it It, you you just pay it (laughs) no no stamps no 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 physical stamps and another really good introduction for first home buyers was the first home buyer super saver scheme yes so we spoke to Carl about that uh, several episodes ago, but that's a re- really exciting scheme that you're, in a nutshell, you're able to save up money for your deposit mm. through your through your superannuation, but through voluntary contributions, yeah, pre tax dollars, and they're pre tax dollars. Now there's a lot of. Um, rules and regulations and constraints and boundaries around that. So you'd need to look that up or speak to your accountant or your broker Hmm. before I'd actually go over the accountant first to speak about that. But that was another lot of really good news for Hmm. first home buyers. Now we spoke to a gorgeous guest uh, quite early on in the, in the piece. I think it was in season one. Yes. We spoke to Katie Jones. Miss Morney Penny. Yes, a.k.a. Miss Morney Penny. And we would – that, it, I think, is our highest rating – one of our highest rating shows. Absolutely. On, uh, of the podcast. And Katie – was the premise of the show, the focus of the show was around renovating with kids and surviving those <laughs> those renovations. <laughs> but Katie also had some really good advice for first home buyers. So we're going it's very short, it's about 30 seconds, but we're going to pop that on now for you to have a listen to Katie Jones' advice for first home buyers. I just feel as though like really know what your budget is yes. and really stick to it because every thousand dollars less that you pay for a property, yes. you then can put that straight into your renovations. And a thousand dollars goes a long way. You can do sort of carpets and paints and yeah. really do a lot of stuff. I think you do fall into that trap when you're looking at places of just upping your budget, upping your budget. Yeah. But just keep in mind that it is real money. It is real money. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, the more that you can save, whether it's with you know, a really great loan, like an interest mm. rate, that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's worth doing and it's worth doing your research. Oh, that, that ended a lot faster than I expected. But I yes. thought that was really sage advice from from very Katie. Smart, very yeah, smart woman, to, Katie Jones. From, yeah. So you, from your perspective, you were talking about, you know, we want to get people emotional when they're buying yeah. these properties. <laughs> but Katie took us into the buyer's perspective and, and you've been there as well, Tara. Absolutely, where, buy where logic. Like, as a buyer. Sell with emotion, buy with logic. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so really think about it's not play money. Mm. It's real money. Absolutely. That you are going to be spending absolutely so set your budget work with your team figure out how much you can actually spend and afford and afford Mm. calculate your repayments stress test that calculation with a higher interest rate than Mm. what's going at the moment and uh and yeah make really smart logical buying decisions so i thought that was great advice from katie absolutely so joe you have a lot of articles on the violetta finance page we do, yeah. Yes. We've got heaps of blogs, blog articles for whatever stage of your dream home journey you're on, be mm. it first home buyer, renovator, investor. And we've also got a whole bunch of uh, videos on our website as well. Absolutely. We've got more on our Facebook page, but I'm starting to move them onto YouTube and onto the website. And those videos do star Carl. <laughs> 
<laughs> who presents our finance segment, but he's also my gorgeous husband and he is the home loan expert. I'm telling you, this guy lives and breathes this this stuff. He had two days off for Christmas. He had Christmas Day, <laughs> Boxing Day. He was back in the office he's today. He's a popular broker. Yeah, he loves it. He's, he's very popular. So you can get lots of those questions answered on our website. And we've also got buying power calculator on there we you can calculate your repayments on there you can calculate your stamp duty like there's so many resources so if you want to check it out it, it's violetta just with one t so it's like the color violet with an a on the end gosh mm. i have to explain that and fi- so violetafinance.com.au lots of free resources you don't have to give us your email address or anything you can just go in and have it and have a bit of a nosy around and if you're not quite sure about something just give us a call just mm. call us or send us a message and we'll get back to you pretty much right away because we don't sleep or have days off <laughs> <laughs> on the topic of money we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we are going to explore a little bit more about money and finance and then we'll be wrapping up the show and that'll be it for 2018. We will see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Dream Home Movement, only here on RPPFM. Take me home tonight, I just want to show you the truth. Welcome back to the Dream Home Movement. Now, before the break, we were talking about finance. We were. (laughs) And this is our wrap-up show for 2018. And I have to say, (laughs) one of the biggest (laughs) and most fun and also just nervous sweat inducing shows yes that we have that we did in 2018 was our show for global money week absolutely we had i think it was six or seven junior reporters come into and their the, parents and their parents come into the, the studio yes and we had two finance experts we had sam keats from keats accounting we did who's been on the show a few times and we like to bring an accountant onto the show every now and again because really you need to talk to them you need to include them in your property decisions and we also had Carl who I mentioned before the break from Violeta Finance so they were our two finance experts Mm. and we had the kids coming in we did one at a time and they each asked the finance experts a couple of money-related questions. They did. And I did ask the kids to supply them with the questions beforehand, but they all decided they'd like to surprise the finance experts live <laughs> on air. <laughs> so that was, that was a lot of fun. Now, the reason that we did that show is it's Global Money Week every year in March, and if you want to dream home, hmm. you do actually need money. <laughs> you need to plan for it. Yeah, you need some cash behind you. You need to plan for it. And I know that in in my business, I see a lot of people missing out on their dream homes mm. because of money mistakes that they've made. Hmm. And some of them are really simple mistakes that could have been so easily avoided. So I'm actually really passionate about building children's financial literacy and making them money smart from a very early age so that they turn into, they grow up into financially savvy adults Hmm. And they can achieve their dreams. Absolutely. And they can build wealth through property. But it's I believe it starts young. It does. I really do. So we are going to play a little snippet from our Global Money Week episode featuring Lucy, who is the daughter of Joe Johnson, who's also one of our past guests, and she spoke to us about building a a beautiful home home office. um, Fantastic. in, In your home. So over to Lucy. Here we go. Welcome back to the Dream Home Movement. It's Tara here and we have a very special episode today which is about Money Week and we thought who better to interview for Money Week than Sam Keats from Keats Accounting and Carl from Violetta Finance and we have the fabulous Lucy, young Lucy here who's going to ask us a question about money. Ask away Lucy. I've noticed I get a few cents from the bank each time I deposit into my account. Can you please explain why that happens? Lucy, that is a really good question. So it sounds like you have got a savings account 
And each time that you make a deposit and you don't take any money out, the bank actually pays you an interest on keeping your money with them. So if you have, say, $10 in there and you get 25 cents every month, that's actually the bank rewarding you for keeping your money in there, which is a good thing. Yeah, it's a really, really good way of topping up your savings as well because all you're having to do is leave your money in the bank and it's growing for you. So, you know, you're starting off on your investments. So well done. Thank you. What a very interesting question. Well, and I have one more. Oh, fantastic. Let's hear it. How much money per hour will I get if I work in a cafe when I'm at high school? Like around about. Oh, is that a minimum wage question? <laughs> I might get Sam to answer this question. So how, are you, how old are you now, Lucy? <laughs> I'm nearly 10. Okay. So you can get a job um, in a cafe or something when you're, I think it's 14 years and nine months. And the pay rates aren't terribly high. So you're probably looking at around about $12 an hour, maybe a little bit less, depending on what days of the week you're working and those sorts of things. But it's all a starting point. And then as you get more experienced and you get a bit older and your skills grow, you'll be able to earn more money as well. Thank you. I actually have one really good question of my own is with your first job, where should you be putting that money? Ah, well, these days, um, if you're working with an employer, they're probably going to want um, to put it in directly into your bank account. Not many employers are dealing with cash these days. So always a good idea for, for kids to have a bank account for, for doing all of those sorts of things. There's a whole lot of forms you need to fill in as well. So if any of the parents have got kids that are going to be starting jobs soon, you know, welcome to give us a call and we can point you in the right direction because um, there's a, a ways that you can do it without costing you any money to, to get kids set up properly. That's a really good idea, actually. Yeah. From the start, get it right. Absolutely. <laughs> Unlike when I was a kid, I had like, like you know, uh, you start with the the um, shoebox full of receipts. So Yeah, and I'm sure Carl will tell you that uh, the banks love seeing a history of savings as well, so they like seeing all that money go into your account. Electronically. Okay, so that was a little snippet from the action-packed it was. <laughs> Global Money Week <laughs> episode. Yes. Oh, this has been fun, Tara. It certainly has. What a fun year. Yeah, we've been reminiscing. Absolutely. 2018 has been a big year for us in, in, in the Dream Home Movement radio show and our podcast. And I've got to say a beautiful thank you to you for being on this journey with me, Joe. Oh, my gosh. Thank you to you too. It's just been so much fun and I've loved, um, I've loved getting to know you more. Oh, my God. I, I've just – I've lost my <laughs> – I love you, man. I love you, mate. I love you, mate. <laughs> it's been so fun working with you and Same. we've had such a laugh and we've learned so much. Like we didn't know how to do this stuff when no. we started. This all started. We did a Facebook Live together. We did. And with the adrenaline of being on Facebook video live together, Joe asked me, um, would you do a podcast with me? I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it it organically morphed into a radio Absolutely. show and, and here we are now so bring on 2019 and we would like to say thank you so much for joining us every week we love hanging out with you thank you for listening and for all of your support and a special shout out to everyone listening in Melbourne and Abbotsford and Brisbane those are our top three listening suburbs for the podcast this week so that means those are the three places that have listened to the podcast the most so we we really do appreciate that we appreciate all of you so much happy new year have a safe and happy holidays we will see you on the other side we will see you in 2019 we'll not see you we will chat with you and uh, all the best i hope your dream home projects are going well please reach out to us on instagram and facebook that is all for now take care and I'm just lining up our intro so I can smoothly intro us out. <laughs> Here we go. Okay, thanks for listening. All the best. Happy New Year. Bye. Thanks for joining us on the Dream Home Movement. Wishing you all the best in your projects this week. We would love to chat and hear what you're up to, so please say hi on Facebook and Instagram. We look forward to hanging out with you next week. Catch you soon. Bye.